Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business, show up online and do your own thing. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name's Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know how running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be sitting down with Sarita, who's the founder of Moments of Sense and Style, to discover what it's really looked like for her to build a soulful business out of an unforeseen tragedy that happened to her husband a few years ago. So if you're ready to be reminded just how important it is to slow down and appreciate the little things and find huge amounts of inspiration in a really incredible woman with just an amazing story then keep on listening well welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 51 of starting the conversation i just wanted to start by saying a huge thank you for all of the love and support on last week's episode which is of course episode number 50 and also a whole year since this podcast began it's been such an incredible journey and i cannot thank you enough for the amount of support and encouragement that you all give and really really mean it when i say i cannot wait for what the second year of this podcast has to bring and what a way to start year two of the podcast than with this episode that i'm bringing you today. Now, if I give you a bit of context on when I first heard about today's guest, you'll understand why I was so, so excited and honoured to sit down with her and have this conversation. I was in Dubai last summer and I remember it so, so clearly. I remember which deck chair I was sat at, which side of the pool I was sat on and I was scrolling through my podcast app looking for a podcast to listen to and I came across Sarah Tasker's podcast, which I love, is called Hashtag Authentic and she had an episode up with a really curious title. I think it was something like building a business from the ashes of your old life and I thought, wow, that sounds amazing. Like, I don't even understand what that means. Let me listen. And as I listened to this episode, I just couldn't stop listening. I was fascinated. I was inspired. I was just blown away, really, by what I was hearing. And the guest that was on there is the same guest that I've got on my podcast today, and that was Sarita. And I'm instantly reminded every single time I revisit Dubai or see that spot at the pool complex of Sarita's story because it just so deeply impacted me. And I was so, so honored and excited when she said yes to joining me for a conversation on today's podcast. Now, if you don't know Sarita already, she runs a lifestyle store and studio called Moss, which stands for Moments of Sense and Style. And whilst it's an incredibly beautiful brand and their wares are just gorgeous, the story behind it, I think, is really what makes it so unique. Moss was born from a desire to create light out of darkness after Sarita's partner Rob suffered a brain hemorrhage and stroke in 2014 after they were on a holiday in Australia. Obviously, as you can imagine from an event like that, their lives completely changed forever. And in this episode and in this conversation, I just found myself in complete awe of Sarita's courage and her kindness and just her ability to make something so beautiful and thoughtful out of what I can only imagine was an incredibly tragic situation. Um, So I really can't wait for you to listen in on this episode. Her courage, her honesty is really unlike anyone that I've ever come across before. And I find myself sat there most of the conversation just 
in awe of her and just thinking, wow, it's unimaginable almost what she's been through, but to have come out of it with such an incredible story and such perspective as well and a willingness to share her story to help educate others is just so inspiring. In this episode, Sarita talked a bit more about what it looks like to build a business alongside caring for Rob, how the wares that they sell are designed around their story. And we just unpacked really why it is so important for us all to slow down and appreciate the small and precious moments in life. So I really do hope you enjoy listening in on this episode. I've said it a hundred times in this intro already, but it was an incredible conversation to record and one that I really hope you enjoy listening in on. Do be sure to head to the show notes, which will be at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash moss, so M-O-S-S, to get connected with their story and find out more about their incredible wares and products and brand and everything else that they've got going on. But yeah, I'll leave you to it. Enjoy the conversation. So Sarita, could you just start by giving people a bit of an introduction to yourself and I guess in a somewhat condensed way an introduction to your story and how your business and kind of where you are now came to be? Okay, where to start? <laughs> I know that's a big question. Well, firstly, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's good to um, have you. So I'm Sarita, I'm the founder of Moments of Sense and Style, or Moss for short, because a rolling stone gathers no moss. And our life before was hectic, always on the move, always rolling, and life and tragedy made us stop. So it's now time to take roots and gather moss. And when I say life and tragedy made us stop, my now husband, Rob, suffered a near fatal brain hemorrhage and a stroke um, in 2014. And so our world turned upside down. And the business has essentially grown organically out of that life-changing situation. It's been a knee-jerk reaction to me not being able to find work and trying to balance caring for Rob, but actually it's been the answer to our life problem. That is a very condensed version of an amazing story though, isn't it? <laughs> there was a lot more in that. There is, there, yeah, it's pretty epic. But, um, pretty epic. Yeah, so you built your business out of that tragedy that happened in your life. Before that point, did you ever think that starting a business was something that you want to do or was it something that for you was like okay here's our life now here's what we can do with that here's the next step it was a pipe dream it was always in the back of my mind one day wouldn't it be nice but I wouldn't Mm. say it was a serious life goal Um, starting really did come out of the depths of 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 emptiness of nothing we had to start from scratch and I was really struggling to find work and so I just thought if if no doors are going to open to me then I'll create my own door Mm. I love that I like that way of looking at life (laughs) because we're almost chatting before this episode recording started about how easy it is to go through something and I think with everything there's kind of those two options is it isn't it are you going to kind of live with it and that's your can you know that's your lot and it's sad and you're going to get down about it or are you going to kind of create something out of that which has its own beauty and I guess for you it was taking that second option yeah I won't lie though there was a lot of floundering and there was some dark (laughs) times before that but then I just realized that we're too we were too young Rob was 37 when it happened Mm. um so and I was 32 so we weren't ready to sit and look at four walls which is pretty much what society and medical staff had kind of suggested was would be the option Rob was written off um, he was struggling with his speech, had limited mobility, was severely mm. brain damaged, and on paper looked like he would never really recover. So he's 
not only a remarkable man for surviving that but Mm. the progress that he's made and what we've achieved together is just absolutely incredible yeah I would agree with that from that perspective I think it's amazing and to almost take it back how long was it after Rob's accident where Moments of Sense of Style was born and I guess I'd be curious to know at that time if you know in the opinion of medical staff your future was to look a certain way you were actually choosing another option for yourself what did that look like to almost say you know actually I believe in this I think this is something we can do because I can imagine before that point it took a lot of actually just dealing with the tragedy before Mm -hmm. figuring out a way to make you know light out of it yeah it was at least two years into recovery with Rob Mm. when I decided that this was something that we could do yeah and it was it was born out of sheer frustration um I had a lot to offer but living in a rural city where my skill set of working in fashion and product development just wasn't being picked up on by people um or I intimidated them people wondered why on earth I was here and to be honest I do still wonder why we're in Lincoln Um, (laughs) but life happens and you end up places yeah um for those um, that's a semi-joke is Rob's family here that's why we're we're in Lincoln um but yeah that's how your life before the accident you were living all around the world Lincoln yeah, hasn't been there. Lincoln was not on the hot list. Um, <laughs> but, you know, not the obvious next step after Hong Kong, but mm. we've, we've done it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was just getting so frustrated. And the work that I could get was, like, minimum wage and soul-destroying mm. to go from someone who'd been at the height of her career and loving it and being extremely busy to being a carer and... Yeah going for interviews and doing shop work I really really struggled with it Mm. um and just thought I'm better than this yeah Rob's better than this Mm. I can I could see a spark in him and I just thought if I create something then perhaps I can create a future for the both of us Mm. because at this point Rob hadn't um hadn't got well enough to do the drawings that he he does now so yeah, it was still very, very early days in his recovery. Yeah, so you touched on there about the drawings that Rob does and one of the things that I really love about your business and your brand, because actually to me it's more than a business, it's it's a story and it's a message, is that the products that you make are so entrenched in your story. And so, I mean, I just had a scroll through your website before we started recording this and was just like, there's so many beautiful quotes on there about, you know, living simply and taking a moment and connecting to really, you know, the heart of life and, you know, taking those moments out can you tell people a bit more about actually what the products that you sell are and really how they're so connected to your story because I think that's just something that's kind of been done so beautifully thank you well it started with a range of scented candles that share our story and our message of courage and Mm. hope and that came from the fact that I was living out of a bag like when this first happened Rob suffered this brain hemorrhage whilst we were on holiday on the second day of a holiday in Sydney so home was Hong Kong family live in England yeah I was very much displaced for three months in Sydney and the only thing that I could do to forge a routine and staying in different hotel rooms in different Mm. stayed in a university halls crazy Airbnbs with mad old families who are lovely but also just just insane situations to be in Mm. but the only thing that I had was a ritual of lighting a candle and creating just even if it was 10 minutes just some space for myself yeah. and to try and gather my thoughts mm. um, because Rob was in a coma for three weeks and after he came out he had no speech no communication whatsoever 
and was completely paralysed down the right-hand side, and he was mm. very, very confused, and the prognosis was not good. Yeah. So to be away from your home and all of your creature comforts, that's what took... The lighting the candle seems so simple, but mm. actually it gave me hope yeah. and it grounded me. And that's where the concept came from sharing our story. And that, yes, we could share our story through scent because it aligns with brain injury recovery and triggering memories. Mm. But also it aligns with me and how I got through the darkest and darkest of times. Yeah. And perhaps by us sharing that, the candle could be a symbol for somebody else. Mm. <laughs> I find it... Sometimes I can rattle it all off and then other times when I'm talking about it I find it quite emotional because it really did come from the depths of my heart mm. and it is more than just a candle and it is more than just a brand. We're, yeah. we're, share, we're sharing a message, yes, they're beautiful words as they stand on their own but there's deeper meaning, there's provenance mm. and it's not just some branding BS. This is, this yeah. is our life, this yeah. is raw and it's real and that's what hopefully people are buying into that they can share not only a bit of our story but they can shed light on their darkness mm. well it almost I was actually having when I mentioned having a school through the website one of the quotes I saw was that no matter what you're going through there's always a way through yeah and it's almost that from your darkness you're using that as almost a springboard to shed light into other people's stories and other people's situations absolutely it doesn't need to be an epic tragedy like we're going through I mean mm. People are facing daily battles, whether it be struggles at work or whether it be ill health of a, of a loved one, um, or even just that you're having a, just a really down, down time. Yeah. It doesn't need to, to be insanely crazy. Sometimes we're, we all face a battle, and that's why I share that no matter what you're going through, there's, there's mm. always a way. Just keep moving inch by inch, and you will get through. Yeah. Which, when you say that, sounds so easy and almost something that we can all step through but I can imagine in those you know even in those three weeks that Rob was in a coma if the one thing was almost keeping you going was that daily ritual that was so much more powerful than just a candle or just a quote or just a thing which is why I decided that when we were starting this business and sharing our story sharing our story was integral to it Mm. because why else are we starting a candle brand yeah why else are we doing this it almost wouldn't have made sense to do anything else it felt so disconnected to not share it and I know that a lot of people it's not for everybody I know that a lot of people don't relate to it or they can't Mm. it's too much for them and that's fine but the people that do are very loyal and and so supportive and they too have had something in their life so they recognise it or it does spark something in them so we're very honoured to have very very wonderful customers (laughs) (laughs) well I think yeah, when people can connect to a story and connect to a message, it, it does become so much more than a business. And people people sharing your business isn't them promoting you, it's them spreading your message, which I think is one that, like you said, no matter what tragedy or level of, or even saying level, there is no you know comparison between different people's no. situations. It's something we can all do with. Absolutely. Mm. Everyone's got a battle that we know nothing about. Yeah. So it's almost, so you've got those candles which one of the things that I really love about your products is they're so connected to your story and I think isn't it that each of the scents is a significant space for you and Rob is that right yes so number one is based on Hong Kong which is the city where we both met 
and that's called Wanda to Manmo Temple. And that was a beautiful, it's still there actually, surrounded by concrete mm. tower blocks and it was opposite Rob's place of work and we used to walk along that road and just very significant to the start of our friendship because we were friends first and then yeah. our relationship. And then number two is Sydney in springtime because yes, tragedy struck in Sydney but actually we still hold it very dear to our hearts and had a brilliant first day of the holiday. Mm. Um, we rode around the city on bikes had like the most glorious glorious lunches and it was crisp blue skies and we had windburned cheeks so that one captures like yeah. the sunshine and crispness of sydney and number three is doddington fields on an autumn morning so obviously after rob was well enough to fly home we ended up back in lincoln where rob's family are and obviously i'm a bit of an alien here and didn't know what else to do and i knew that doddington mm. had a coffee shop and some lovely walks it's a farm shop for those that don't know okay. um, near to Lincoln um, near to, just outside Lincoln and I would go there and find solace in the walks around the fields and they had good cake as well but the, the, scent, <laughs> is, the scent is based on the, the wet mulchy fields and that wonderful mm. autumnal smell yeah the most pinpoints in your story I guess yeah and I think keeping it to three keeps it very simple and alongside those you've which I think is amazing Rob has begun to get more involved with the business and kind of unleash his creativity within that yeah absolutely so about six months in um I noticed that Rob was getting a little bit restless and and I could see he was quite down and so to to give him a purpose Mm. I asked him to draw each destination of the can of the candles and kept it an open brief yeah. and said just give it a go mm. and he blew me away with the pieces that you can see behind you they're just yeah they're incredible. gorgeous um and I thought wow we're onto something here mm. and it's the first time that he'd actually focused on a new style of drawing because his sketching before was very loose and it had been almost therapeutic and art therapy so there wasn't much direction or shape to what he was doing but having that focus um mm. just he flew and now we sell all manner of drawings from um here in Lincoln to other places that we've traveled to and he's really pursuing it even to the point where he's done some commissions in the lead up to Christmas and hopefully he'll continue to build that and and really embrace his new identity Mm. as an artist because am I right in thinking that when he first has his brain injury his way of communicating was through pen and paper so it's almost full circle for what at the start was something he needed to do to now is something that for him is incredibly therapeutic and gives him that purpose absolutely it was at first it was just purely for communication and necessity and now it's mm. for pleasure yeah so. and it's almost amazing talking about how full circle it is that actually what you and Rob did before in your full-time roles before the brain injury is somewhat linked to now what you're doing now within creating products and creating this business it is yeah so I was in fashion and product development and I've worked within mainly garments and sportswear and Mm. high street fashion but also accessories but aesthetics and storytelling are my forte yeah and Rob was a branding designer or user experience designer so he would work with brands to create not only their logo but the color schemes of their retail spaces the sense of their spaces um, the look and feel and how mm. um, customers are emotionally invested in brands so yeah. between the two of us we've inadvertently created mm. our own user ex- <laughs> brand user experience <laughs> but that's so remarkable in a way to almost 
I'm sure it's it's hard to do because there is so much going on in the everyday but to take that step back and see it from a bird's eye view of kind of how when you connect the dots it almost makes sense in a way absolutely but what's what's really um what's incredible for me to recognize is that all of this has kind of happened organically Mm. and it's not been so conscious yeah it just felt like it had to come out of me and it had to Mm. come out of Rob and and then we've created this thing and it's and it sorry I'm not I don't know how to articulate it but it's almost like um it wasn't such a um such considered trajectory yeah it wasn't like we were thinking oh well this is our skill set from before so this is what we can do now sure it was very much um a very fluid Mm. organic process yeah that's come to us naturally rather than it been a business plan and and bullet pointed down yeah it's that yeah no I totally get that and you kind of we were talking about it before we press record about how actually for you and Rob your your business and your lives they don't work on a two-year five-year ten-year plan because and I'm saying this from hearing your story not from any personal experience but I can imagine brain injury is so unpredictable and we we touched on this before recording that actually a lot of people they build businesses to pursue a lifestyle because they want freedom because they want a certain income because you know they want their life to look a certain way but actually for you and Rob your business was built almost out of necessity around your lifestyle your lifestyle wasn't something that you had a huge amount of autonomy over and it was okay well what how can we build a business around this? What does that look like for you? Yeah, we were talking before how people set their businesses up mm. and their life fits around it. Whereas for us, life is the priority. Yeah. Rob's needs the priority and the business has to fit within that, mm. which isn't the most conventional um, and probably not the most business savvy, but it works <laughs> For us and it has to yeah. work for us because first and foremost my role is a full-time carer mm. the business has evolved to suit those needs mm. and actually I think we've got it the right way around yeah. because we're trying to live and earn at the same time rather than our work life dominating mm. and that being the sole focus and that be the rat race chase yeah actually life is it's for living mm. rather than living for a wage to then live if yeah I totally that. get it it is almost um, backwards the way that so many of us see it in the sense that we we build a business with almost this aspiration that we're going to have this lifestyle of freedom mm. and flexibility but we almost get ourselves so into the everyday that actually that lifestyle never becomes a reality and our lifestyle is put to the side which I can imagine obviously for you it wasn't necessarily a conscious decision Rob has to come first and that is the priority but it's almost pigeon hold you both into a place where your business sits to the side in a way that it should yeah absolutely and I think just in life we all kind of get caught up on what's what's important Mm. and we lose sight of what's important and what we're really doing this for yeah whereas we've had everything flipped upside down so we really know what's important and we really do know what we want our working life to look like and our future to look like Mm. um but sadly with brain injury it means that we can't look too far ahead yeah we probably do a couple of weeks or maybe a month or two in advance but even then no day is the same Mm. um neuro fatigue is 
very very unpredictable Rob could be really bright and attentive and eager to be out in the world one day and then crash and not be able to do much the next Mm. so my studio is 10 minutes walk away from our flat on the basis of that that if he's okay I can come here and he can come with me and if he's not then I leave him for short periods of time Mm. Um, or some days I just have to stay in the flat with him yeah so yeah it's really not comparable to to most people's working Mm. (laughs) working life Um, and not even those who have children because I think even children go to like daycare or there are nannies or there's support from grandma to come and help with kids but Mm. it's just us and we're muddling our way through and we don't have all the answers but we're trying to forge a way of living and working that works with our life as it is now Mm. it's almost as I'd be curious to know for you personally as a full-time carer and now a co-business owner of Moss do you still have those kind of daily routines that keep you grounded like what is it that I guess is your thing because so much of your life revolves around Rob which you know when you love someone that's that's an amazing thing to be able to say that you're living a life alongside someone but I can imagine there's still a need in your life to create space for yourself and have those moments absolutely and that's easier said than done Um, but I tend to get up an hour before Rob each day and so that time is mine and Mm. I still light a candle and I will do yoga or even if I just sit with the candle and have a cup of tea sometimes scroll through Instagram stories if I'm having a lazy day but I do try and move my body a little bit um, or even meditate or even doodle Mm. but that hour is sacred before it all Mm. kicks off yeah (laughs) but it's so true it's so easy to almost run through life and just be doing and doing and busy and busy and Mm. never take those moments to really take in the beauty of almost simplicity yeah there's beauty in the mundane and every day and it I sometimes am at odds with with the platform that's that's given us so much because there are so many folk who just don't recognize what they have is like an absolute gift yeah whether it be their own home whether it be the children that they're complaining about or whether it be Mm. you know the frustrations that they're having and just really would love people to kind of step back and see what what gifts they are yeah um because one person's woes are another person's riches you Mm. know it's um which i guess is one of the downsides of instagram isn't it that that comparison is the theme of all joy yeah Um, but more so because of our mission Mm. um there's lots of layers to us yes we want to remind people to slow down and take stock and and ground themselves but also be thankful and see the beauty in every day and and change adjust their ways of seeing Mm. you can still be the same you but just change your perspective just slightly and have a much better outlook and feel much better in yourself Mm. I think that's so inspiring because so many things happen to us in life whether it's the circumstance we're born into or something happens to us that we just didn't expect often if there's nothing that you can do about that the only thing you can change is your outlook and it's almost so inspiring to see someone who has gone through such a drastic change in their life and such a tragedy that almost is uncomprehendable to someone like me who has never experienced something like that to be saying those words if you know yeah there's always something we can do to change our mindset and when you change the way you look at something no it's not going to change that situation but the way you look at that circumstance is going to change how you feel about it and what you kind of take in as a result absolutely and that's why we keep sharing all elements of our of our story mm. um because 
we have gone to Rome. We were just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, we had nice jobs. We went on nice holidays, worked hard, played hard, just mm. on on the the brat race of life. Yeah. Working our way up career ladders, you know. And then this has really pushed us right back down. Mm. Um, and we've learnt from it and we've grown from it. Yeah. And if we can do it, then other people can too. Yeah. It's almost when you hear those stories that, you know, I guess your wish is that no one has to go through something like no, you God, do. God, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> like, when people this? see almost, okay, well, what I've experienced is 2% of that. So I can take something from that story for my own. Mm. Or even for people, I guess, to see that there is hope and there is transformation. Because I can imagine one of the, I guess, results of you sharing your story online is people sharing theirs back. Has yeah. that been almost like a, okay, other people are going through this, we're making a difference? That's another element as to why I started sharing as well, is that mm. I, I was desperately seeking to find somebody at the beginning of all of this that had gone through something and was able to show me that it was going to be okay. Yeah. And I couldn't find that. Um, and a lot of the support groups that I came across and carers groups, everyone was a lot older. There didn't seem to be anyone in our peer group who had gone through anything like this. So I just thought, mm-hmm. well, perhaps by me sharing, I could help somebody else. And the amount of people that have got in touch, whether it be um, their parents who've suffered a stroke Mm. or a brain hemorrhage or even um, an acquired brain injury from like road traffic accidents like sure. the the scope has been mm. huge um it's been wonderful to connect with all these other human beings who are going through something who felt so isolated and alone but mm. re- recognize that but they're not and to me yeah. it's just oh it it really does fill me with joy and mm. gives me faith in humanity that there's yeah. others like us out there as well and it must again almost give an interjection to you of like okay this is one of the reasons why we're doing this this is one of the reasons why we didn't decide just to you know decide this was our lot and live with it this is why we're sharing this is why we're changing the face yeah of, you know what it looks like to live with brain injury and my word for the year was honesty mm. and I felt like there's a lot of honesty go- happening in the world with lots of different movements and I think it's healthy for us to share the good and the bad and the bad and the good. Mm. Um, that's life. It can't always be shiny and good. Yeah. And in fact, like some of the darkest times of your lives are, are when you actually grow and you learn more about yourself as a person. Mm. So why not share it all? Yeah. So yeah we'll keep we'll keep doing it mm. we'll keep going because <laughs> actually the day we're recording this this morning you shared some beautiful instagram stories of rob playing was it for the first time since his brain injury playing tennis yeah and you almost noted how for you it, to you it feels ordinary and to you it feels like the everyday but you realize from the response you get from others that actually it it holds a really strong message for people yeah is that quite an odd experience when you have that reminder of like okay what is our everyday and our ordinary is actually incredibly inspiring to others or at least different to yeah it's just that reminder that our run of the mill and humdrum every day is actually quite remarkable to some people Mm. um and I think I was saying to you before we started recording it kind of takes me aback a little bit and I get sometimes a little bit 
um, overexcited or anxious about that and, and feel like I'm oversharing or it's too much. Mm. But actually, it's not. It's spreading joy to other people. Like, we're feeling deep joy from it and it's exciting for us. But other people are inspired by it too. Yeah. So we should keep sharing. Yeah. It must be so exciting to see. You know, I can not just the joy being a joy for you but it almost spreading to other people and I think your story and what you've done with social media is a really remarkable example of how social media can be used for good and can be used to spread a positive message and gather people together with the same experiences absolutely there's more yeah I think sometimes social media gets a bad rap Mm. and there is a lot of negativity but if you if you know seek the goodness there's a lot of inspiration out there too yeah and kind of on the topic of sharing online something you quite frequently do is almost give a voice and start the conversation around disability and actually what it looks like to live in a society that isn't necessarily made for for disabled people Mm -hmm. and with disabled people kind of at the forefront was that something that you immediately started doing or did you kind of begin to realize okay no one's really talking about this maybe I can play a part it was actually down to first and foremost some friends attitudes Mm. and then feedback that we we get in the street and at first I thought do I talk about this because it was making me feel a little bit uncomfortable as well just more the fact that people were reacting and all responding to us in such a way Mm. and then one day I just thought sod it I'll share it on stories and it was the bravest thing that I've done but actually that then empowered me to keep talking about it yeah because the responses that I got, people didn't have an awareness. They were saying, thank you for sharing this because we, we had no idea. Mm. Or we suffer with the same problem because of my dad. Or like just such an outpouring of support for me sharing it. So it's definitely spurred me on. Um, and I think it's important as well because you find out who your friends are when you go through something like this. Mm. And you also find out that your world is a lot smaller so certain restaurants certain venues are just off limits for us because they Mm. don't have a disabled toilet basic things like that or you just can't get in because there's steps to the entrance or there's not a lift inside Mm. so all of these things that us us lot with able bodies Mm. just take for granted but there's a whole community of people who are marginalized yeah and it's there's a kind of stigma around it that um, certain people with disabilities are of a certain type of person and they don't want to go and be part Mm. of these things or they don't it's kind of decided by society oh well they wouldn't want to come here yeah Um, and it's like well actually no just because something's happened to you or you've got set Mm. wheels doesn't mean that you lose your sense of style taste um, or interest in being part of the world so I just thought it was really important to start challenging it and I think within Instagram as well, there's very much still a blinkered attitude towards yeah. um, disability. Um, people are, I don't know how to articulate this without sounding offensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, people are very quick to say someone's inspiring or, or like someone's incredible for, you know, for what they do mm. with their disability yet championing just getting through everyday life and mm. supporting that to happen doesn't really 
happen it doesn't go deeper than that yeah um i don't know if that makes sense no that um, totally makes sense i often see that conversation around any form of you know under unspoken side of society mm. where it's very easy to say you know i am pro this but actually we vote by the way that we make decisions and the way that we impact what we have a choice over and i remember even i mean i love well not i love it's a horrible thought but it's very apt the way that you put actually for disabled people their world is smaller because as someone who is able-bodied connecting with you online and seeing your story being shared and almost that element of your experience being shared it is that thing of like well I actually had no clue and I even I really clearly remember watching one of your stories where you were talking about hotel rooms and how you just have like the way you said it was so clear-cut of like I think it was that you have to pay more for a hotel room because you need a wheelchair was to me as someone who is in a privileged position of not having anything you know um what's the political act able-bodied um just isn't something that you consider and it almost is that blinker attitude of unless it's thrown in your face and you really come to terms with it you just don't think about it yeah you've touched on one of my like (laughs) bugbears um so hotels charge by the square meter therefore which i had no clue and i don't think they've got a larger room um if you need a set of wheels and you need that space to maneuver around and obviously a Mm. roll-in bathroom with a wet room is larger Mm. So you're paying for the privilege of having space when actually it's a necessity. Mm. And that really, really winds me up. And I'm very conscious that I'm being a voice and an advocate for Rob because he can't argue that and articulate that very well because of his aphasia. Um, So I'm just a conduit at the moment. Mm. But as soon as Rob is able to, he will be fighting his own battles. Yeah. Because I'm aware that, I, you know, it's not impacted well I guess it's impacting me indirectly but um I'm aware that people might be like oh well why have you got to be in your bonnet about it and I'm like well because mm. as a couple it really does impact us yeah to think um, that almost and I think the way they word it is that you're being upgraded isn't it you're yes. paying for the privilege of having the privilege a privilege of disability which is absolute insanity mm. um but also the subcontext of that is that you're being priced out mm. because they know that people probably won't be able to afford it therefore will not come to their establishment and taint their beautiful places with wheelchairs Mm. and I think that's what bothers me the most yeah um because that's what's not being said Mm. they like to keep their venues exclusive and she she and stylish and for a lot of people that doesn't include people with any form of disability or impairment Mm. and I think that's what's what's wrong really yeah and it's un- it's uncomfortable as well as someone who has the ability to put the blinkers on to people in that position it's mm. uncomfortable to take those blinkers off and come to terms with it but that's in no way an excuse not to do that because it takes someone like you to start the conversation and then it takes a step from everyone to do something to work towards that so I'm sure you're not just being a voice for Rob but for so many people that don't feel the courage to speak or maybe just can't articulate that or don't have the audience that you have to share that message yeah and within all of that we're sharing it on our brand platform because Mm. our brand platform for all on the surface of it is very beautiful and very refined and it's very aesthetically pleasing yeah and so we share about all the difficulties within that because we want to show that there's depth to us and Mm. there's depth to everybody every human 
and that there are complexities and that they are there are layers yeah and it's not something that can be pushed to one side and separated and compartmentalized mm. it all comes as one big package yeah and that's why we share it on moss as mm. well because i can imagine it would almost feel wrong to be sharing just the shiny stuff and the exciting stuff and the new you, the new wares and you know the design process and not share actually what goes hand in hand with that nothing's ever as linear as i think we assume regardless of your circumstance <laughs> absolutely and because our story is so integral to the brand mm. it all feels like it it's meant to be and it's all very fluid yeah it doesn't um at first i was hesitant but now that I, we're doing it it all feels right that mm. it's what we should be doing yeah well thanks so much for joining me it's genuinely been such a interesting conversation and i have so many questions that i could ask you about your story and what you've learned but i'm also aware that one of kind of I guess the um, byproducts of you having a story so unique or at least being someone that's willing to share it is that a lot of people want to share your story so I know there's a lot of places that people can kind of find out more about actually what the story back in Sydney looked like but if people want to connect with you online kind of connect to your message find out a bit more about what you're about where can they find you well, thank you for, for ta- having me and chatting to me today it's been lovely um, where are moments of sense and style for instagram and facebook we've also got a twitter account at moments hello and um or our website moments of sense and style.com and people can buy your beautiful wares they can yeah (laughs) i bought loads of candles um not candles the matches that you sell for friends at christmas and i think they're all bored of me by the end because every time i gifted it to them i didn't let them open it i was like let me tell you the story first (laughs) and i could spend about five minutes telling your story and then i was like and it's a real and actually from i stole some off my mum because i was quite jealous that she had someone i did and it's it's exactly what you say about it being almost a really momentous thing when you light that candle and strike strike that match that it's so much more than just a product it's a feeling and it's a moment and it's i guess willing people to take that time absolutely it's amazing thank you you get it (laughs) i'll be sharing them i'll be buying them for everyone from now on and i'll like write your story down on every single one (laughs) but you can't light a match unless you know what it means (laughs) thank you that's okay thanks for joining me well thank you so much for listening in on that conversation i hope you enjoyed listening in on it as much as i did recording it of course if you want to get connected with sarita and rob's story and find a little bit more about moss online then do head to the show notes which will be at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash moss m-o-s-s to find everything there they've got a really incredible ted talk which goes into way more detail on their story and what actually happened from that day when they're in australia you can also connect with them over on instagram which i absolutely love they are so such a thoughtful and kind and just light spreading account it really is a follow that you won't regret and do check out of course their website and the beautiful wares that they sell i must say the sydney candle which sarita was really kind to gift me after we recorded our episode has been burning every single night and it is just so beautiful and it's even more beautiful when you consider the story and the intention behind it so do go and check out all of their links get connected to their story get connected to their message and spread the love because really if there's anything that I left this conversation feeling it was just that hey we should hug the people that we love closer say thank you more be more appreciative take in the small things and just live life a little bit more consciously so thank you so much for tuning in today if you did want to share your thoughts on today's episode don't forget that you can connect with me over on instagram i'm at alice underscore benham tell me that you're tuning in tell me what you found inspiring about today's conversation and hey if you like the podcast leave a review and you might be in a chance of winning 
the podcast of the month competition what's not to love there i will be back next week with a very exciting set of episodes i am recording an episode a day for a week so you will have five episodes in a row monday to friday they're going to be shorter than normal they're going to be really information and tips based so look forward to those but in the meantime have a great week